on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Frisella And this is the show for the realists say goodbye to the lies The fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality How about that? Today oh, we have, man. that's right Bro, I'm tired of these people <laughs> We're gonna rebel today. Hey, let's be rebellious. And forever. Anyway, today we have Q and AF, and you guys know what Q and AF is about. That is our, uh, you know, Q and A version of the show. You get to submit questions, and we answer them here on the show. Uh, you can submit your questions a couple different ways. First way is, guys, you can email your questions into askandy at andyforseller.com. Or if you go on YouTube, and you're gonna want to go to YouTube soon because I have some new projects dropping that are uh, pretty awesome. Uh, I've got my day in the life series and then i have this car series that we've been working on for like a year um so if you're just listening to the podcast and you're wondering like why i don't post and you want to see content and hear what i have to say and all that shit uh close your little podcast app open that one that says youtube go in there and click subscribe all right and you'll start getting that content because it's fucking gold if i don't say so myself all right. Other times when you tune in, we're going to have CTI. That's where we cruise the internet. That's what that stands for. We put topics up on the screen. We talk about what's true. We speculate on what is not true. And then we uh, talk about how we, the people, can be the solution to the problems happening in the world right now. Other times we have real talk. Real talk's five, 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk, a little bit of heat. Uh, then we have full length. Full length is where people come on, sit down. We have a conversation just like you see on most other podcasts. And then we have 75 hard verses, 75 hard verses where people come in who have completed 75 hard. We talk about how they were, how they are now, and how you could fix your shit by utilizing this amazing free program that reprograms everything in your brain. Uh, and you get that program for free, by the way, at episode 208. It is uh, called Live Hard. That's the entire program. 75 Hard is just the first part of it, but you'll find that out when you go listen. Uh, go check it out. It's on audio feed only, episode 208. Uh, there is also a book um, that is available on my website, andyforsella.com. It's not required, but it will give you the ins and the outs if you're one of those people that needs to know the data. It's a good book to read. I actually have a brand new book that I'm getting ready to launch, and it will launch at the beginning of 2024, um, which I'm excited to talk to you guys about as well as it gets closer. So, uh, for all of that, we have this thing we call the fee. Please pay the fee. That means share the show. Uh, if it makes you laugh, it makes you think. If it gives you a new perspective, if you get some valuable nuggets, um, if you like the show, please share it. We get censored everywhere we go. YouTube censored us. Everybody on the internet censored us. If you guys don't share the show, the message doesn't get out. It's as simple as that. So uh, I appreciate you guys that do share the show and those of you that uh, don't share the show and just listen, you're hoes. And so we have this saying called, don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. Hey. No hoe zone. Yeah, no hoe zone over here. That's right. I, I love that, like, on YouTube, all the people comment. I, got, I promise I'm not a hoe. I'm not a hoe. We're going to have to check up and find <laughs> we're gonna out. We're going to have to make sure. We're going we're gonna to vet. We're going to have to start a hoe certification program. <laughs> Bro, we'll give them badges. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> not a hoe. <laughs> I love it, man. What's going on with you, though? Everything good? Yeah, man. Just, uh, you know, doing the thing. Getting swole. I mean, I'm trying to get a little less swole, you know. I, less swole. Yeah, I mean, not swole. I'm just trying to get a little leaner still. Mm. I'm still working my way back from this injury, dude. Like, I like I keep thinking I'm there, and then I keep getting like a little bit better. So, like, I'm 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 doing as best I can, you know. Um, 
but I'm pretty close. Yeah. And uh, I'm really looking to push my physical fitness and my physique, you know, to 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 the the best it's ever been. So it's it's uh, I'm really focused on that right now. Focused on a lot of the growth that we have going on at First Form, um, and then what we got, you know, those 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 few top secret projects that yeah, we, we got, got coming up. Yeah, <laughs> got a really big one. Yeah, you know, people been asking about it for a whole long time, asking about like what certain symbols mean. Mm-hmm. Where can they get one? Yeah, where, like yeah, where where can they get one that, of these? That's a new drop right there, isn't it? This oh this whole thing. <laughs> Oh, I'm surprised you noticed. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. You pulled it out the closet. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just dusted this off and yeah. wore it into work today. It was definitely not intentional. Does the back say anything? Uh, you know, you'll have to wait and find out. Maybe. Yeah, uh-huh. it might. <laughs> it definitely says, "Don't be a hoe." That's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> Love it, man. Well, hey, I got some good ones for you. All right, cool. Yeah, let's knock let's these get into out, it. man. Andy, guys, question number one. Andy, words can't explain how much I really appreciate all that you do. I've gained so much perspective uh, from listening to you, and I've been putting in the work through your show. I have come to realize that I am a libertarian. I'm a former liberal. Uh, Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. My only hang-up is I truly feel that if enough people came to that same conclusion, we really wouldn't need the government at all, or at least how it's pictured currently. Now, I know your stance is a little different. You believe that we should have some level of government. Um, so can you explain that or further break down what the government should and would look like and their role in our lives after our cultural revolution? Well, first of all, that's an amazing uh, statement and question, and I appreciate that very much. Um, you know, when we first started talking about these things in 2019, after a number of years running in an entrepreneurship only podcast, uh, I got a lot of pushback from you guys that were mm-hmm. quote unquote liberal, right? Like you guys were a little surprised that I lean right instead of leaning to the garbage that you all believed in, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're starting to wake up that like, hey, this is this is actually more than what we thought it was, right? That's it's not, not it's not just live and let live. There's an agenda at play that's literally taking things from us and destroying our culture and destroying our next generation. And um and I'm I'm happy to see people waking up to that. Um, I am also pretty libertarian, and I do believe that there needs to be some sort of structure of government. You know, my biggest gripe with the libertarians in general is that their actual policies and the things they claim that they want are actually unrealistic in real life. And the reason I know they're unrealistic in real life is because I've spent my whole life actually managing human beings and building things. And so a lot of these people who are the big voices in the Libertarian Party, they have these great theories, but I can identify very simply from my experience that those theories will not work. And so this theory that we need no government, it's a great theory, right? It's a great theory. Yeah, it's a great theory. And I agree with it. Like if everybody did live to a higher standard and everybody handled their own shit, Yeah, ideally we wouldn't need that, right? But to get to that point, we're talking about many generations of literal teaching and upbringing and sharing of value systems to get there, right? You have a lot of people right now who don't care about their own children. You have a lot of people that don't care about anything but themselves. We have a lot of people that don't care about being excellent at all. They care about what they can take from everybody. So that has to have... That takes time to remove from society through uh, cultural standard, you know, application. 
So when we think about like what it would actually look like, I actually believe that, you know, the government exists to protect our rights and to protect our sovereignty as citizens and also physically protect us from outside forces, right? Other aggressive countries uh, help us in natural disasters, step in when we need them, but have very little control over our day-to-day life. And the very little control I'm talking about is not, you know, um, no government. It's, It's leave us alone. Let us give you a little of our money for tax, like 10%, okay? And we all pay it. The guy who makes 20 grand a year pays it. The guy who makes 200 grand a year pays it. The guy who makes 20 million a year pays it. The company that makes a a billion a year, they pay it. Everybody pays it. If everybody paid their 10%, it would solve a major problem going on in this country because right now, the biggest corporations, despite what they try to make you believe, don't really pay any tax. And that's not my companies. That's the big, the biggest ones. Okay. Biggest ones you We're talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, they train you to hate people like me right. and say that the problem is created by entrepreneurs and people like me. When in reality, it's the companies that are acquiring companies like my companies that are actually not paying their share. Okay. So when we talk about everybody paying that, that resolves a big issue where right now the tax burden is saddled mainly on the middle class people who have the least amount of room to actually carry that that tax burden. All right. So we're we're oppressed financially as a country. And it's not because these guys are just tyrants. It's because they understand something that we're not able to understand, which is this. If we are constantly worried and constantly in a state of stress about how we're going to survive and how we're going to pay our bills and how we're going to grow what we're trying to grow and they make it just hard enough, right? If if they make and they have it perfect, bro. They have it right in that perfect zone where it's like almost impossible to win, but you can still win if you give everything in your life to it. And that's not how it should be. How it should be is we should be able to run our businesses have a family, have a life, pay way less tax, have far less stress. And the reason they do this is for a couple reasons. One, they want us to be financially stressed because if we become too financially powerful, we threaten their power matrix, all right? And two, if we're constantly stressed about our own personal finance situation, then it's hard for us to follow what they're doing to fuck us all over, all right? So that's what we're dealing with here. So when we think of like what government should have as a role, I think that government, I think that we should all pay 10% tax. I think that the government should, uh, I think these people should not be allowed to lobby in any way, shape or form. I don't think they should be able to trade insider trade with any companies at all. I think any law that they pass should also apply to them and members of Congress equally as it does its citizens. These are all things that are not happening. We should have term limits. We should have situations where, you know, um, basically we return the country to a place where it's run by the citizens of this country, not a group of people who are exempt from all the rules and all the laws. If they had to follow the rules and the laws up there in Washington, D.C., the way that we had to, uh, they wouldn't pass some of this shit, right? Yeah. But but they're immune to it, so they don't care. It's it, they see, see, our biggest mistake is we're not seeing it for what it is. It's us, the people, versus them, the tyrants. 
And they are very clear on that. They know it's them versus us. Like in their little backdoor meetings, they understand we're the peasants and they're them. All right. So we're, we're failing to get to the point of understanding of who we are in this equation, which is causing a lot of the problems. But, you know, to wrap this up, dude, you know, look, if we had a smaller government, the main thing, their main responsibilities would be to, you know, take the 10% tax that we have, not steal it, not allow it to be funneled out into political donations to actually spend it on America first, solving the problems here in this country. Um, term limits, equal laws that they pass, protect us from China, protect us from aggressors, uh, and basically mind their own fucking business. That's what it should be. So that's how I see the government as as, uh, a a realistic solution, right? Say, abolish the government, no government. Okay, so we're going to run it like the wild, wild west. Are you comfortable carrying a gun everywhere you go? Because I I carry a gun every day. I've carried a gun every single day since 2003 when I was stabbed in the face. Okay, I'm very comfortable carrying a gun. A lot of you guys aren't. And I can tell by the way that you react when you see me carrying a gun. You know, like, yeah. So, like, are you guys ready for this wild, wild west? Are you capable of defending yourself? I am. Mm -hmm. If that's what you want, I'm cool with that. But I don't think most people are cool with that. Most people want some sort of structure, some sort of protection, some sort of peace of mind so that they can live their life and they can prosper and move down the path you know, that we've all been sold, which is, the, you know, the American dream. Well, I think that's that's one thing that I think libertarians forget. Like the government, you know, the only well, what, how I look at it is, you know, those rules in place, the restrictions, if you will, or the stripping of freedoms like that's not for the law abiding citizens. That is like there's going to be a percentage of the population that won't get with the program. Always. And so, you know, there has to be some type of something in place for those people. Yeah. 100%. I want to ask you a question on this tax thing. Is it safe to say, you know, when you talk about the tax structure and how it's put up and how it's made the middle class, uh, how, how it's just enough, right? Is it safe to say that, like, it's it's to the point where, you know, if you are a person that's willing to do unethical things and you're allowed to go up that ladder and every, anything's possible when you join that group, but the good-hearted people who still hold those moral values, they get fucking squished and eventually down, pushed down the ladder completely. Is that like, is that a safe assessment? Because most, I don't think most people really truly get how that looks like. I don't think most people know how to balance their own checkbook or their own personal finances. They don't teach that in school for a reason. The reason they don't teach you practical household finance management in high school is because they want your finances to be a fucking mess because their debt, our debt is their asset. What, What we owe, they make. All right. And so when we talk about like all these things that they continue to do, right? Like when things get bad, like these stimulus programs, right? Understand there, all that is, is them putting us in more debt. It's a loan. <laughs> it's giving them more power and more control over us. And if we were truly a free country and we truly had competent leadership, the stimulus, what should actually be the stimulus is a massive tax cut to 10% for make everybody pay it, no exemptions. And then also- there should be a debt wiping of people's personal debt and make these banks take the stimulus on their chin for once in a while, okay? Like what would it, we have this collapsing financial system, right? And we have all these people making hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars off of the plight of the American person. And the solution is let's send them an extra $700 or let's send them an extra two grand when COVID hits. How about this? 
How about you wipe $100,000 of personal debt and business debt off the table for every single citizen in this country, and then we kind of re-level the playing field? That's an actual solution. Yeah. But when you say that, you know nobody wants to do that because they're all on the take. They're all plugged into it. Okay, if they're gonna, why would they give us stimulus if it's putting us in more debt and causing inflation? When in reality, if we really wanted to solve the problem, we would just wipe the debt off their books and then lower taxes. See, that's what a business owner understands that a fucking hypothetical libertarian mouthpiece on the internet doesn't. Yeah. That's how it should be done. Yeah. yeah, it's just fucked up because the people. And I like libertarians, bro. I like, like I, I, they're they're my people. But like some of you guys, you can't get taken seriously because there's no practical application for the systems that are required to do what it is you're trying to do. You're not going to take it to this extreme level. That's unpalatable to people. Like people don't think like, man, I want to walk down the street with my AR, like for real, like some of you guys do. They don't think that. They want to be safe, bro. They want to they want to go to the park. They want to be left alone. They don't want to get drive-by shootings. They want criminals in fucking jail. They want pedophiles in the wood chipper, bro. Like- that's what people want, and that's what we should give them. Yeah, that's real shit, man. All right, guys, Andy, question number two. Mr. Frisella. Oh, this is the new one. Mr. Frisella. Uh, I'm somebody that naturally feeds off of other people's energy. Uh, if I go to a gym where everybody's getting after it and there's a lot of intensity, I feel an extra push to work hard and have a kick-ass day. On the contrary, if I find myself in a negative situation where people don't have positive attitudes – uh, where there isn't the kind of vibe that I'm looking for, I find myself subconsciously feeding off of that as well. Um, I find myself being more negative until it wears off. As I adopt the idea that whatever the circumstances are, what I need to get done is going to get done, how do you keep your energy protected uh, when maybe you aren't talking to somebody with great ambitions and keep a bad 10 minutes or so from turning into a bad day? Oh, man. Well, there's a lot to this. First off... I understand that because my biggest pet peeve in my entire life and the thing that makes me the most miserable as a human being is being around people who are complacent, who lack urgency, who don't want to win. I cannot fucking stand it. It drives me insane. Okay. Like it makes me insane. I get physically fucking angry about it. Real talk. It's real. Okay. <laughs> I cannot be around it. I'm a fucking high level human being. If you're not, if you're not a high level human being, if you're not in the game, if you're not fucking, I we're doing this and we're gonna go as hard as we fucking can. And you're not playing to win the motherfucking Super Bowl. I can't operate with you. Like I can't even be around you. So I understand that. Um, couple things. One, you need to identify that you're living in a reactive state. All right, you're you're choosing to allow people to have power over you instead of being the person who supplies the power to everybody else. And this is what the difference is between someone who has one of these charismatic, magnetic, ultra likable personalities and pretty much everybody else. A lot of you guys ask about charisma and confidence and all these things that people appear to have. But what you're really observing is someone that actually being the source of energy as opposed to being the receiver of energy. So right now you're the receiver of energy. You are someone who is going to change according to what the environment is. And you need to work to become someone who changes the environment when you walk into the room. We've all heard this many times, right? How many times do we hear you say about somebody, bro, you know, when that dude walks in the room, 
You know when that lady walks in the room. She's fucking here, okay? If you want to have that presence and you want to be that kind of person, you have to be the kind of person that changes the energy. And that means that you can no longer allow people to affect you when they have negative energy and you have to continue being you. And that takes discipline. That takes practical thought, especially in the beginning. And eventually it just becomes who you are and how you operate, all right? So there's that. Um, But the main thing here is this. Uh, You should always work to be around people who are aligned with what you're trying to do and the ambitions that you have. You should, I talked about this in an anagram just a few days ago. You have to cut out anything else. This is a hard journey. What you're doing is hard. Most people aren't doing it. In fact, 99% of people are not on the same path as you. If you're listening to this show right now, there's a good chance that you're on the hardest path possible for your life. And that means that 99%, 99 out of 100, 9 out of 10 people that you interact with on a daily basis are not going to get it. They are not going to understand. They are not going to approve. They're going to be uncomfortable. They're going to feel strange because they're surrounded by someone like you that is alien to them. They can't figure out why they're not like that. And they see you going out and doing all of these things, working to create the best possible version of you to build something special. And they inherently understand that they aren't and they know what that's going to produce. So yes, they're going to hate you a little bit. Yes, they're going to talk shit. Yes, they're going to try to convince you to be like them. And you know what you have to do? You have to ignore it all. And you have to keep moving. And you have to remember that those people are those people for a fucking reason. And you're you for a reason. Okay? So think about it like that. Anything that doesn't contribute, anything that doesn't push you forward, Anything that you feel like you're having to carry that doesn't belong, you have to cut it out because guys, here's what people miss. The journey is so hard and so competitive and there's so many people out here trying to do what it is that you do that if you don't cut that weight, you legitimately cannot compete at the highest level because everybody else at the higher level is fucking great too. Okay, so are you going to go play a Super Bowl game with your mom on your back or your dad? Can you go play a football game right now against the best football players in the world with your mom on your back saying, hey, I don't believe in your football dreams? You can't do it. It's impossible. And that counts for emotional energy too. So like, dude, we have to thin the herd. We can't allow access like that. There's a reason why high performing people don't have lots and lots and lots of people around them. Okay, you guys think it's because and this is what the losers always say. They say, well, you know, they just got too big. They forgot where they came from. No, I know exactly where I came from and I'm trying to get the fuck away from it. Okay, that's the reason. Like, it's not this this people like to throw this shade on people who are trying to, like, just free themselves to be effective at what they do as if it's some sort of you know, morally wrong thing to do. Well, I don't know. Is it morally wrong? Because I don't know. I've created quite a few fucking careers in my day. You know what I'm saying? None of those people that were fucking telling me to get realistic and get a real job and calm down and, you know, be more like them and take it easy. How many jobs did they create? Oh, that's right. Fucking none. Okay. So like you cannot compete at the highest level or at even a high level carrying all this shit that comes from your old life. 
It's impossible, bro. Yeah. No drama, no gossip, no fucking losers, no low ambition, no non-urgent people. You know, we have this movement in the world about not everything's urgent. Yeah, you're right. If you're not going to win, not everything's urgent. But if you're going to win, it's going to take urgency. It's going to take urgent action. That's reality. You can't afford to be selectively urgent when you're trying to win at the highest level. Yeah, well, one thing I, we've talked about too before, it's like, you know, you you described it as like this energy bank, like a battery cell. Like there's only so much of it you have. So if you're going to waste even 10%, 20% on Correct. dealing with negative bullshit, it's How like, can you win? You can't. Okay, so, so let's talk about this. This is an important point. People like to call driven people arrogant, mm -hmm. all right? Well, how arrogant are you that you believe that you could compete at the highest level with all this other bullshit on their back, all this drama, all this gossip, all these non-believers, all these hanger-ons from the old days, all this negativity that your social life provides, right? The girls, the fucking bullshit, all the bullshit. How do you think... You're going to compete against someone like me who has cut all of that shit out. Now, you want to talk about arrogance. So you're that good? So you're that good. So you're so good that you can carry all of this shit and you can go out and, and, and play the game and you can beat someone like me, not me, there's, there's millions of me, okay, with carrying all that. It's impossible. Can't do it. All right? And if you think you can, it shows your arrogance. Can't do it, okay? So the answer to the question is all of those things. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. I fucking love it. Guys, Andy, our third and final question. Andy, question number three. Uh, Andy, curious what you think about, um, I have a key employee that left without warning. She wouldn't take more money to stay, just said she needed a change. She left for six months, and now she wants to come back. A part of me wants to give her grace, and she was, you know, she was important to our team. The other part says she didn't believe in the dream and left us hanging in a way, and we're doing great without her. What's your take on this? I wouldn't hire her back. No hire her back. No. Mm. There's too much of a risk to be a cultural impact in a negative way. You know, it's it, I've hired people back who have left, but it was always under the circumstances. There was good circumstances when they left. Right. It wasn't. There was no burn bridges. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, when people leave, I hope they win. I hope they kick ass. I want them to do well, because what better testament to what they learned while they were here than for them to go out and do well. Right. So, like, we want these people to win. But in certain circumstances, when culture has been negatively affected under the circumstances of how someone left, it's probably not a good idea to bring them back. Now, there is a flip side for that. There is a flip side for that. The flip side is sometimes people leave, they go out and they realize, oh shit, I really fucked up. And in those situations, uh, sometimes it does work out. I have a number of people here who have left and come back who are some of my best, absolute best people. But I have learned that that works out far less in that direction than it does the other direction where people come back, they, they get comfortable right away and they go back to their old habits, right? Um, I don't know. It's 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 a toss up, dude. I mean, there's there's nuance to everything. There's exceptions to everything. Um, but you know, generally, it's it's just not a good idea to bring someone back like that. How much how much responsibility do you think a, a business owner should take in trying to figure out like why this person left? Like, you're, it seems like to me he was just trying to throw money at the at the problem, and it's like 
You know, like how much, look, I think there's situations where you can learn a lot. There's situations where people just want to leave and they want to go do something different and that's okay. Then there's situations where uh, they don't believe. I don't know that this sounds like she doesn't believe. It sounds like maybe she was going through something else. Maybe she just wanted to do something else. Maybe she wanted to try something else. I'm not against that either. It's just highly risky to bring someone back. It sends a wrong message when they leave, right? And if you're doing well without the person, it doesn't really make sense. You don't want to fuck up something that's already working. So- what is uh, that with the young kids, man? Like this whole, like, let me go find my life. And Well, it's the internet. Yeah. You know, the internet culture right now for young people is highly misaligned with reality, right? Um, the, your 20s and your 30s are your chance to build something with your life. Mm. They are not the chance for you to go live your life. And we have these people out here saying, go live your life when you're in your 20s and 30s. Cool. All right. That's fine. But you can't be mad when you're 40 and you have to work at fucking Wendy's serving fucking fries because you didn't do anything for 20 fucking years. All right. And the problem is, is that we have a lot of people who believe that somehow their life is going to just materialize later on into something that works with them wasting all this time. And that's not that's not how it works. It does not work that way. Okay. if you want success and that's what this message is for, this message is not for the new age uh, hippie culture of I'm going to be a nomad and roam the world. And that's not what I'm, my message is not for those people. Like you shouldn't listen to me if that's what you want to do. But I'm just telling you, if that's what you want to do, there's going to come a time where that price is paid. And so the way it works is this. It's very simple. You can pray, pay the price now or you can pay the price later. And the price now is going to look like hard work, uh, missing opportunities to hang out with your friends, maybe missing a few of these experiences. And by the way, you can have amazing experiences and still be working really hard towards your goals. All right. I know that's a novel thought, but you could still do that. Okay. And then if you don't pay that price now, the price you're going to pay later is working at Wendy's or working at a, as a server or doing something your whole life that you hate doing because you have to do it to pay your rent. And that that is absolute reality. And a lot of these younger kids nowadays do not understand that because they see all of these gurus and all of these people online talking all this shit about how much their money they're making. And, you know, these fake people standing in front of rented cars and, you know, renting private jets for photo shoots and like just fucking fake shit that is misleading an entire generation of people into literal lifetime slavery. And so that's why I get so passionate about it, because I know what it takes. I know what's required. And when these people come on there every day and they tell you, you don't need to do this, you know, you just need to do this and you'll fund, you'll make all this money and do, bro, it's bullshit. It's just bullshit. It's total bullshit. Love it. And, it, and it's ruining people's entire lives. You, dude, this is something nobody talks about. All right. Do you know what the percentage of people is? that get to be 40 years old and regret their last 20 years because they didn't actually fucking invest in themselves. It's, it's most people. It's not, it's not, it's not like 80%. It's like 90 fucking 8%. Okay. Most people get to an, an age where they're like, fuck, I should have been doing this. And now I'm too fucking old. And by the way, you're not too old. If that's you, there's still, plenty of time. Fix it. Yeah. There's plenty of time, yeah. but that regret hits people at their late 30s, early 40s, and it fucking smashes people. Most people never recover. Most people just accept it. They become an alcoholic or a drunk or a, just a, a fucking plebe of a human being, 
And they kind of give up on their lives and they live a little miserable, tiny, sad existence because they bought into all the shit, right? Like they bought into the messaging of, you know, live your life, enjoy your life. You're only going to live once. You know, why you work so hard, take a break. You know, you don't need to do that. They bought it at some point in time and it ends up costing them. It's so weird because like 20 years doesn't sound like a long time. Like people say it's not a long time, but like. That is a long time. Like, that's a lot of time if you're using it for the right shit. That you don't even need to put 20 years in it anymore. You know, that's just, we're talking, I'm talking about me, bro. Like, I, like this is, I'm beyond most people's goals for their own success in life, right? Like, that's just real shit. Most people do not have the ambition to build a Nike level company. Like, that's what I'm working on. That's my project. Most people just want to make some money and, and have a, a, a cool life. And that's cool. You could do that with fucking a couple years, three or four years now. Like, you know, it's not 20 years. So don't let that scare you. My point is, is that when your friends say, hey, let's go to the fucking lake this weekend, every weekend, or they go out and drink four nights a week and you just keep saying, oh, dude, I'll pick it up tomorrow. I'll pick it up tomorrow. I'll pick it up tomorrow. Or you only live once or, you know, any of this other shit. You're slowly but surely selling yourself into slavery later on in life. And that is very real shit. And a lot of young people don't like that, right? Like, like I see my videos going around the internet and people are like, oh yeah, this guy seems real angry and this is what hustle culture is about. No, bro. I go home to my fucking ridiculous house, like legitimately one of the nicest houses in the fucking world, okay? I have a great fucking life and you guys are going to see it because I'm going to start dropping content and maybe you'll start to understand that I'm not just some fucking like grind person like i have a great time like it's fun like this is an amazing thing like and i and, and by the way i've done all of you a disservice by not sharing that part of my life and alex hermosi and layla hermosi pointed this out to me here at summer smash we were sitting in the locker room and layla said bro the problem that that i always had because she was a listener of, the, of msceo the problem that i always had with msceo was i felt like i had to always be on and because of that, I would, I would end up getting burnt out. And so they convinced me to literally show this other aspect of my life. So like you guys will see it's fun as fuck. Like there's a whole bunch of shit that's super fun that you're not considering, right? It's not like I'm just sacrificing myself to do this. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and a lot of these young kids, because they hear this shit over and over and over again, they hear one of two messages. They hear hustle and only exists for the hustle or they hear live in a van and travel the world and live your life because none of it matters anyway. And, and bro, if you could zoom from this person who's living in the van right now, 10 years ahead or 15 years ahead, you're going to end up finding one of the most miserable people in the world because they're having to, to they're having to do things to survive that they do not want to do. Like wealth and success and a foundation for your life is built when you're young, regardless of what anybody says. Yeah, so it's a, it's a big problem with culture, bro. And, you know, um, it's challenging because, you know, a lot of these kids, they weren't raised like I was raised. You know, when I was raised, dude, like my dad gave me a fucking toy for scoring goals in soccer games. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if I scored a goal, we went to Target and I got like a toy, right? Like if, if I fucking smashed another kid or made an awesome play, we went to, I got rewarded. Got ice cream. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, like I was rewarded to win. A lot of these kids grew up in the exact opposite environment. These kids that are 20 to 25 years old right now, they grew up in this fucking real friendly, 
you know, participation trophy era, which is not reflective of reality. And now they're out here in the world getting their fucking ass beat because they think that if they just show up, that eventually, you know, the money and the success and all the shit is going to be there. And that's not how it works. Being a good person, being a person of character, that's a great thing. But if you don't have the skills and the execution to move the needle, bro, you're not going anywhere. And that's reality. And young people need to understand this. This is a real competition and real fucking life. There is scarcity in terms of who gets to fucking enjoy the riches and the spoils. There's only one Super Bowl champion every year. And, you know, if you take that one Super Bowl champion, what, there's, you know, a couple thousand people in the organization, right? Like, there's only a few winners. Winning is scarce. It's not guaranteed. And it's not guaranteed for just showing up. So, you guys who are young, like really listen to what I'm saying, because the reason that you're struggling is because you were fed bad information that isn't in line with reality. This is natural order, bro. The best people win. The people who produce results win. The people who execute and get better and better and better win. And everybody else does not win. That is fucking reality. And that's most people. That is most people. And I don't give a shit what the spiritual guides on the internet tell you, bro. What have they built? What have they won? What have they accomplished? You can only buy into the philosophy that you want for yourself. And this is why it's important for you guys to not listen to people who do not have the life that you are actually trying to create. Like, it looks real good on the internet to wear a whole bunch of beads, bro, and, and, and run around with my shirt off and fucking, you know, do all this adventure shit, right? Like, that looks real good until you look at the problems that those people have. Until you look at the struggles those people have. Until you look at the, uh, the lack of options that they actually have. It's a big fucking deal, dude. And a lot of kids are buying into it, bro. And it's very, very, very bad. And this is why when you talk about personal excellence being the ultimate rebellion, those of you out here uh, with kids, those of you out here who are, you know, in your 30s, you have a responsibility to step into the power of reality and to go win so that other people can recognize it because they've been clearly trying to remove this from society. And we have to ask ourselves, why are they trying to remove competition from society? Why are they trying to remove ambition and winning and success from society? It's not because they, it's not because they don't like it. They like it for them. They just don't like it for us. They know it's scary. Correct. They, they know that if you win enough and if we, the people win enough, we threaten their power base. This is about control, dude. This is about control. These ideological subversions that have happened over the last 20 years, these are not an accident. This is intentional. This is They've tricked a whole generation of kids to believe that you get to win in life by showing the fuck up. Why did they do that? Well, they did that so because they, they know those people will lose. They know those people will become indebted. And they know those people will eventually become their slaves. And that's why they do it. And people are still sleeping on this. So... You can either listen to me or you can't, but I'm going to follow my advice and I'm going to continue to go down that path because it's awesome. And by the way, subscribe to YouTube and you can see how awesome it is. That's really good. All right. I love it, man. Well, guys, Andy, that was three, man. All right. Go pay the fee. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed, closed.